0: What's happening, Coast Sports Fantasy Football family? got Stevie P tonight, and we are going to do what we do every Friday night, which is start-sit questions. All right, so before we do that, let's talk about this Thursday night game, this matchup of two juggernauts. <laughs> oh, shit. I crack myself up sometimes, but... For real. Let's uh let's talk about this Thursday night game. So, the Panthers they end up finishing the game 3, you know, they're 3 and 0 going up against the Texans team who, you know, won their first game against the Jaguars last week before Tyrod got hurt. I would be hard-pressed to say that I don't that I 100% believe that the Cleveland Browns were going to beat the Texans because it looked to me like Tyrod was taking this team down the field and scoring at will against, uh, against the the Browns team. And, you know, just all the air left this team after the Tyrod injury. You know, Davis Mills comes in. They had a couple of turnovers. The defense wasn't started not playing as well as they did in the beginning. And I got to be honest, watching this Houston Texans defense, they are not bad. Like I know we heard all offseason how terrible this defense was going to be and it was going to be one of the worst defenses in football and blah 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 but I'll tell you what they get 3 sacks tonight you know they had three tackles for loss two forced fumbles uh you know both of the fumbles they did not recover but hey you know they were forcing fumbles they were making plays and I'll tell you what they are rallying behind Christian Kirksey like I love Christian Kirksey. I have loved this dude since he was in Green Bay. You know, injuries has literally just derailed this dude's career because had he had not been injured as much as he has been, you know, he is a very good linebacker. He flies to the ball. He makes plays. He's constantly in the backfield doing things. You know, he covers pretty well for, a you know, a middle linebacker. You see the speed on the field from this guy. You know, I, I actually think this defense is much better than people are giving it credit for being. You know, it be, a lot of people are just poo-pooing this Texans defense and saying they're terrible, but that's not what I'm seeing from the first couple of games. You know what I mean? Like, they're not a defense that I'm starting, obviously, because their offense has been, you know, without, obviously today, without Tyrod Taylor, this offense was terrible. Um, just not good. But, you know, they're they for what we are seeing... You know, going up in the first three weeks, this is not a bad defense like everybody thought it was going to be. They are much better than most people thought, and they're getting to the quarterback every single week. Every single week they're, they are putting quarterbacks under duress, and they're making tackles in the backfield. So, you know, not a, t- not a defense that we're going to be playing, but I like what I'm seeing from this defense, and I don't think they're just a pushover. I don't think teams are just going to come in here and fucking just manhandle the Texans the way people were saying in the beginning of the year. Um, you know, so in this game, you know, Sam Darnold, he has the two rushing touchdowns, which is great. And I mean, if you have Sam Darnold and you started him this week, you know, if you go onto the website, cheat www.cheatcodesports.com and you read Big Matt's waiver wire article, Big Matt called it, Big Matt said, Sam Darnold going up against this Texans team. And hey, Sam Darnold throws for over 300 yards. You know he he got sacked three times in this game, like I had said. But you know he doesn't throw a touchdown. He also doesn't throw a pick. You know what I mean, he doesn't turn the ball over at all. Doesn't have any fumbles or anything like that. Um, you know, and he has two rushing touchdowns, eight carries, eleven yards, and two rushing touchdowns. He finishes out with twenty-eight fantasy points. If you started Sam Darnold, you are super happy about that uh, because that that was you know that was awesome. Now for the grim news, sucks or anybody who has Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt in this game. It's a hamstring injury. I can't tell you anything further than that. Nobody knows anything further than that at this point. You know, it's it sucks real bad. Um, hamstrings are a bitch. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, hamstrings for wide receivers, running backs, Uh, you know, ankle injuries, toe injuries, knee injuries, things like that, you know, to the lower body for the running back position is just bad. It is, it is bad news. Uh, so we don't know the severity of the, of the injury of the hamstring injury. What I will say is he was immediately ruled out. So that does not bode well. Right. Um, Now, you could look at that two ways. You could look at that as he tweaked the hamstring. They didn't want to push it any further, so they immediately just ruled him out because this is a long season, and they know they need Christian McCaffrey. But you could also take it the other way. This this injury did not look good. The doctors did not like what they saw, and they immediately ruled him out. So it's either one or the other. We don't know yet. It sucks that we don't know, and I wish I could give you more information, but I just can't because I don't know. Um, <laughs> we told you guys, you know, Chuber Hubbard is going to be obviously uh, the waiver wire pickup of of the week if, if CMC misses any amount of time. If they say he's out three to four weeks with a hamstring injury, Chuber Hubbard is going to be a guy you're going to be spending – a good amount of money for because if they say three or four weeks, that could end up being four or five weeks. Um, You know, and to have a guy that is going to be, I don't want to say the workhorse because Royce Freeman did get into this game a little bit, but he just did not look as explosive as Tuber Hubbard did. So I would be spending up on Tuber Hubbard. Um, You know, 50% of my fab budget is, is not a crazy amount um for a guy that, he looks to be the guy you know, going forward. He could be, you know, the guy for the next three, four, five weeks. Who knows how long Christian McCaffrey's out. We need to further investigate, further listen to, you know, what guys like, you know, Ian Rappaport is saying and guys like Adam Schefter are saying about this injury. But, you know, we definitely got to keep our eyes and ears open and listen to what's going on with this injury. So hopefully, you know, we hear more news coming in the next couple of days, you know, before we have to start making those decisions on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and uh, we can give you a better assessment, you know, on Monday and Tuesday for that. Um. So, yeah, DJ Moore. Pfft. Like, DJ Moore had 100 yards, six catches and 100 yards in the first half. Like, this dude was balling. And then in the second half, they kind of went away from him a little bit. I felt like there was a couple of opportunities that was missed by Sam Darnold. He was wide open in the, on a couple of plays. You know, he was wide open on that that forty yard should have been touchdown uh, that you know he ends up they say dropped, but it, it hit him in the hands. You're supposed to make that catch, but you know you could have thrown a little bit better of a ball. Um, it, it you know, and then he does he does another overthrow at the end of the game where he just completely missed him. So DJ could have had a huge game. He could have had over 200 yards and and a touchdown and a touchdown or two, uh, you know, in this game. But it is what it is. Watching the game, I felt like, you know, DJ Moore is by far 100% the best receiver on this team. You know, a lot of people are saying, is Robbie Anderson droppable? I've heard that literally since the game ended. People are like, is Robbie Anderson droppable? Not if Christian McCaffrey is out, you know what I mean? If Christian McCaffrey is out for the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, I do think Robbie Anderson will get a little bit more targets. Um, If you have a, if you have to make the decision, let's say you have CMC and Robbie Anderson on your team and you have to make the decision of dropping somebody to pick up, uh, you know, Chuber Hubbard, I would drop Robbie Anderson to pick up Chuber Hubbard. No doubt. Um, You know, at this point, Robbie, and I I told you guys this before the season started. You know, Robbie is a a darling player for a lot of people because the way he started off last year and the way he ended a couple of years uh, when he was with the Jets, you know, he basically was shit for the first eight, nine weeks. And then, you know, maybe the last five, six weeks, he was something special. But, you know, Sam Darnold, I said it to you guys when we did the Panthers breakdown. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson just don't have like this amazing rapport they didn't have it with the jets like robbie anderson was not like the go-to guy with the jets like towards the end of the season he became that uh but then the next season a lot of people were like oh man he became the the go-to guy at the end of the season He's gonna be the go-to guy in the beginning of next season and he completely shit the bed and then at the end of the season again he played well like you know last year I felt like Teddy Bridgewater did a very good job playing with Robbie Anderson, getting him the ball in space, you know, because he wasn't the deep threat last year. He was, you know, catching a lot of underneath balls and a lot of crossers and a lot of things like that, which we're not used to seeing from Robbie Anderson. This year, it is the DJ Moore show. And I told you guys, I love DJ Moore. I I was drafting DJ Moore. I have DJ Moore. I'm in like eight leagues, and I think I have DJ Moore in five of them. Like, I love DJ Moore this year. And it's because I think DJ Moore fits better with what Sam Darnold does. Like I think Sam Darnold has never had a true alpha wide receiver. And I think DJ Moore is a true alpha. I think DJ Moore is a very, very good wide receiver. Uh, And now that you give Sam Darnold a very, very good wide receiver, which is why me and Kev were saying in the beginning of the season that in a two QB league, we're targeting Sam Darnold because, he finally has an alpha wide receiver and he finally has an outlet to go to if he's in trouble you know with Christian McCaffrey obviously not now because Kristen's hurt but you know he was getting a bunch of targets and to me this is it could the the scenario of teams that Sam Darnold could have gone to did not work out any better than with the Panthers because I believe the Panthers were a quarterback away from being a very good team and I it, obviously Teddy is doing great with the Denver, but I think Denver runs a more Teddy friendly offense than what this Panthers team wanted to run last year. You know, this Panthers team wants to run, you know, ball control, getting, you know, being able to hit some deep shots, being able to make some quick decisions and things like that. And, and if anything that we've seen from Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater is a very serviceable, serviceable quarterback, but I feel like I feel like for what they wanted him to do in this offense, Sam Darnold is just much better at. Um so, you know, looking at it in total, you know, and and that's the other thing. Teddy Bridgewater did not have CMC last year. Maybe if CMC is the is there the whole season, maybe Teddy Bridgewater has a great season. But with that said, Sam Darnold. Seems to be playing very well with this Panthers, def- you know, Panthers offense, and this defense on the the Panthers has been playing, you know, relatively well. Like I know, watching them on tape, this past week, I did see some things I didn't like, um, you know, just some misassignments that that, <sighs> honestly. Uh, Man, Jameis Winston could have had a much better game I'm just going to say that He could have had a much better game He missed throws He missed guys wide open He missed a lot of things that could have changed that game around And they were so focused on Alvin Kamara In in this defense Which is the way to play that team 100% But they were so focused on Alvin Kamara I felt like there were guys that were wide open And he was just missing them Jameis Winston was just missing them So I don't want to say that this Panthers team is defense is amazing because i don't believe that like watching watching the game film of that game last week and breaking it down i feel like they are a good defense a good pass rush um you know jeremy chin is just ridiculous dude flies all over the field but they could be had and i felt like you know even in this game you've seen it brandon cooks looked awesome in this game i feel like they you know They can be had, and we'll see when they start playing some better offenses how good this defense is. But, you know, they're gelling together. They seem to be playing well together right now, and that's all we're worried about for in fantasy football. Um, You know, like I said, with the Texans, looking at it, and real quick, DJ Moore and Chuba Hubbard are the only two players on this Panthers team that you can play until CMC gets back. And then it's going to be CMC and DJ Moore. After that, you're not starting anyone else. Period. You know, Sam Darnold for spot starts. Other than that, nope. All right, so this Texans team, Davis Mills, I have to say this. Davis Mills didn't look completely terrible. Um, He also didn't look very good. He wasn't amazing by any stretch. But I think the game plan was – I'm just going to be honest. I think the game plan was just fucking terrible. Like – That drive that he scores the touchdown to end the first half was clear and evident to me that this kid runs the two-minute offense pretty well. Which means that if you speed up the game for him and you let him just play football, he plays much better. This running attack is fucking terrible. Like, it's bad. They cannot run the ball. I mean, Mark Ingram has six carries in this game for 21 yards. David Johnson has two for 11. Once again, David Johnson looked like the best running back on the team, and they're just not giving him the touches. Phillip Lindsay, fucking terrible. Phillip Lindsey was horrible in this game. Like, he could do nothing. There was, like, there was a specific play that he tried to bounce to the outside. I want to say it was in the third quarter. He tried to bounce a run to the outside when he clearly could have cut it up inside and just try to like like it almost felt to me like a high school running back who thinks I am so much faster than everybody. I'm gonna get to this outside and I'm gonna take it upfield. And guess what? In the NFL, that's not what happens. You can't you have to take what you get in the NFL. You can't try to take everything outside. And that's what Philip Lindsay is doing. Like Philip Lindsay looks terrible. And I you know, I know Kev said that you know Philip Lindsay is the best running back. Uh, on this team it sure as fuck don't look like it to me the way Philip Lindsay has been running the ball this year he looks fucking terrible like really really bad so I want nothing to do with Philip Lindsay at all. I was hoping Philip Lindsay had like a breakout game where he started looking good, and you know they would finally be like, you know what, let's get Philip Lindsay to rock and just let him go because they clearly and evidently do not want to give David Johnson touches for whatever the reason is. This coaching staff does not like David Johnson, and they do not want to give him a majority of the the running back snaps, even though he looks by far the best runner on this team. Uh, Mark a hey, Mark Ingram. I love Mark Ingram as a player. I think Mark Ingram is a, is a guy that you want on your team, but he is not a good running back. Like at this point in his career, he is slow. He is a plotter. He tries to bang into the back of his offensive lineman to try to just dig out yards, and it just did not work in this game. Because guess what? The Panthers were on on first and second down. I can't tell you how many times I watched this team just run twice, run two times. Like what? Like I don't know what the game plan for the Texans was. So, uh, you know, that's where I'm going to leave the running game because it was just, it was, it was atrocious. Um, You know, in the passing game, I don't give a fuck what other podcast you listen to. I don't care who your favorite analyst is. You know, hopefully it's me. Hopefully it's Kev. You know, but if you guys listen to, you know, CBS or you listen to Yahoo or you listen to whoever it is. All those people are telling you to get rid of De- Brandon Cooks. Get up, tr- trade high for him. Get what you can get for him. Just, you know, he, he he's going to have regression. And guess what? Brandon Cooks has looked amazing. Amazing. He's averaging 10.666 yards. I mean, yards. Targets per game. The dude is ad- averaging almost 11 targets per game right 11 that is that is number 1 wide receiver type targets i'm sorry if the dude continues to see that in a 17 week season right do you know where he's going to finish at the end of the season he's going to have 181 targets by the end of the season and you want to get rid of that guy i don't give a fuck what team he's on I don't care if he's fucking playing for a high school quarterback. If he's going to see 181 targets on the season, I want that guy on my team. Period. Point blank. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Guess what? Not only that, the fucking guy's averaging 100 yards a game. Over 100 yards a game. So please... Stop listening to whoever you're listening to to get rid of Brandon Cooks. And if you already got rid of him, you're going to be super pissed off all season long when you see this guy getting 100-yard games and nine catch games. The dude had 20 fantasy points, 23.7 fantasy points today. Like, fuck, man. Stop. Just, guess what? Guys on bad teams that get 183 targets on a season or 181 whatever the hell the number was fucking produce period please <laughs> please stop listening to the people telling you to trade a guy who you have witnessed with your own fucking eyeballs getting a million targets like he's clearly and evidently the most targeted guy on this team he got 11 Anthony Miller, who finally came back from injury, got six today. Jordan Aikens got five. Everyone else got one. One target. This dude is doubling up the second guy on the team basically every week. Like, I am not trading Brandon Cooks. I'm starting him every fucking week. And please do the same. Please do yourself a favor and do the same thing. All right. So that is it for this game. 24 to 9 is the final score. Great. You know, for, you know, I I like, I like the lower scoring game sometimes because it kind of shows you what teams are doing and what teams are, are, you know, what's working and what's not working for teams. So, you know, I, I personally like the low scoring game sometimes just to watch it, but it is what it is. So for the next 25 minutes, I am going to answer your guys start sit questions. So the first question I am going to answer is one that I got. I can't even tell you how many times tonight on, on uh, a fantasy life. I must've got this question. Literally. I'm not getting from 20 different people and the question is is Robbie Anderson droppable and I kind of answered it a minute ago but I want to kind of go into the stats and tell you why he is and why he isn't droppable okay so his snap shares are 70 point 78.7 that's 46th in the league not great his slot snaps actually are down from last year last year he was at 26.5% this year he's at twenty-three point four percent, which you know, I would I actually like when Robbie plays in the slot because I think he gives them and the ability to open up the middle of the field a little bit more, which opens it up for Christian McCaffrey, also opens up for DJ Moore because they're both great over the middle. Uh team pass plays, it's they're only Okay, so They run basically 36 pass plays per game, right? So for wide receivers, that's a 1.39%. He's in the 80th, you know, 80th overall in pass plays that he plays on, which that's terrible routes run. He's 30th in the league at 66. He runs about 33 routes per game. Hmm. Not so great. Route participation is 90.4. Like I said, this team does not just, it just doesn't run a whole lot of pass plays and DJ Moore is getting a whole lot more targets and, and, and just being way more involved. He's only seen nine targets, you know, in the first two games in this game, he saw two. So he's 11 targets on the season. His target share is 68th in the league, which is going to drop this week because he only had two targets. Um, It is, bad he's also not seen a red zone target on the season not one not one red zone target the saving grace for Robbie Anderson if you have Robbie Anderson and you're thinking about keeping him is his air yards he has 189 air yards so far in two games I have to look at the tape to figure out what the hell the air yards were this week but 189 air yards is 23rd in the league, which you would like to see it higher because Robbie Anderson is the deep threat for this team, right? But 23rd is not terrible. Air yard share, he's at 35%, which is twenty-one, you know, is twenty-first in the league. This is where Robbie Anderson excels. And it's his average target distance is 21 yards downfield, which is second in the league. He has four deep targets, which is eighth in the league. He has, like I said, zero red zone targets. And, uh, his target rate is only 13.6, which is 84th in the league. Like these numbers are not good. You know, what, set, what makes him a guy that, you know, it, what makes him, I not I don't want to say hard to drop because he's definitely droppable. But what makes him more like a Deshaun Jackson type guy where you can go, all right, I could see him having three or four games where he just blows up this year, is the average target target distance is 21 yards downfield. Like, he's getting targeted downfield further than basically everyone but one guy. And that one guy is Tyreek Hill. So, you know, I, I am not going to tell you to keep him. What I'm going to say is if you want to... If you wanted to keep him, it is because you realize there's going to be three or four games this year that he's probably going to have a huge game, and maybe you like a matchup on one of your other bye weeks, or maybe you like whatever it is that you like and you decide that Robbie Anderson can help you out uh for your bye week situations or whatever. Other than that, you know, most people are gonna be dropping this dude. And and I can't tell you to keep him. So Sorry, I uh, couldn't give you better news from, and that I'll, you know, we had that question from KL1, we had that question from BF Brand, we had that question from PPR Zulu, we had Jag Jag, we had that question from JR20, we had that question from the Australian Open, we had that question from Gersky. like, and that's just guys that I see right off the top. So we had that question a lot. All right. So let's get into the next couple of questions. We'll probably, I'll try to get to 10 questions before I co- I sign off tonight. <clears throat> All right. So I wish I would have saw this one earlier it was cooks or Julio. I think I want to go on cooks. Cause I think AJ Brown's going to have a huge week. All right. So Pollard, or Eli Mitchell and Carr or Tannehill. All right. So, you know, this is a, this is a tough one for me. If Elijah Mitchell is healthy, which it sounds like he's going to be, I'm probably going to go Elijah Mitchell because he's probably going to get more touches than, than Tony Pollard. The Eagles defense has been very good at stopping the run. Um, so I could see, I could see Tony Pollard doing something, but I'm, just for sheer touches and volume, I, I think Tony Pollard is not going to be as high of a touch guy as as Eli Mitchell. So I'm going to take Mitchell. On the Car tannehill side, <sighs> that one is very, very close for me. Like I... Hmm. That one's really close. So I have... So I have Tannehill at twelve, and I have Derek Carr at fourteen. So I'm going to take Tannehill because Tannehill was actually pretty good against Indy last year. Um, but I think this could be very. This is a coin toss for me. Like they, I have them very close because I I think Derek Carr. Even though Miami's defense is very good, I just think Derek Carr is is, you know, just slinging that rock around. Like they are, he is getting the opportunities. He's he's throwing like seventy thirty. It's like seventy thirty pass to run. Like this is the scenario I thought we were going to see last year. This is why I was so high on Derek Carr because I just thought he was going to be a sixty five seventy percent throw guy, and you know, be spelled by the running game. Because I didn't really like what I saw out of Brandon Jacobs you know, Brandon Jacobs, <laughs> Josh Jacobs, his rookie season. I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was anything special. Um, I thought he was very special in his second year. I liked Josh Jacob a lot last year from what I saw. Um, his, his rookie year was, I thought he was just okay. And I thought he thought he took a very big step uh, last year, which is why I liked him so much this year. And the injury is kind of killing him. Uh, but Derek Carr is throwing the ball a lot. So you know, I could see both these guys having good games, but I'm going to go with Tannehill just because I think, you know, I see I see a possibility where Tannehill could throw three, four touchdowns in this game. Um, and I like that, especially because he's home. I know he wasn't great at home on week one, but, you know, Indy is not the same offense as the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to take Tannehill uh, to have a good game this week. All right, so, and that was from Wild Bill. All right, so, Mark 3141. Devonta Smith or Rondell Moore in full PPR? Okay, so I'm going to go with Rondell Moore in this matchup just because Trayvon Diggs has been very good uh, this year. I know that last week he was, you know, he was basically shadowing Keenan Allen. And he looked very good doing it. But Keenan Allen, had he not caught that forty one yard or forty two yard bomb um from Justin Herbert in, I believe, the third quarter, he probably would have finished wouldn't have finished with over a hundred yards and he probably would have been around fifty, sixty, seventy. Well at that point I think he was like At that point, I think he had another catch in the couple catches. So, at that point, I think he had like 80 yards when he caught that 40-yarder. So, he probably gets around 70 or 80 yards instead of getting over the century mark. Um, So, I think Devonta Smith uh, will be shadowed by Diggs. And that matchup scares me a little bit as where Rondell Moore, I think, is going to, after last week's performance, get a little more bit more love in the passing game and you know I could see him having a very good game so there you go Mark I'm gonna go Rondell Moore in full PPR all right blitz for pick uh PPR pick two Najee ha- Harris uh Melvin Gordon Damian Harris or Tyson Williams mm. Ooh, I gotta pick two in PPR wow This is tough. So, I know everybody's worried about Najee because what we have seen from Pittsburgh's offense. But, I like that Najee saw five targets and caught five balls last week. And if Deontay Johnson is out, I think that number goes up. So, I am going to roll with Najee this week. So now we have to pick between Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, and Tyson Williams. Mm, man, so of those guys, I think I like. Oof, man, this is tough. I'm gonna, I'm going to just say Melvin Gordon is out because he's in a timeshare, um, and I know Tyson Williams is also in a timeshare, but Tyson Williams going up against the Lions, as where. You know, Melvin Gordon's going up against the Jets, which I think is a better run defense. Um, so between it's to me, it's between Damian Harris and Tyson Williams. Pfft, man, oh man. In full PPR, I think I'm gonna go Tyson. Only because he's catching the ball. And we know Damian Harris is not catching the ball. New Orleans defense was very banged up last week. New Orleans also had eight quarterback or eight uh, coaches missing from the game, which they'll all be back this week from what I've been reading. Um, so, you know, I think New Orleans defense will play better than they played last week. Uh, I do think Damian Harris is going to get somewhere between 15 and 17 total touches in this game, probably 15 carries, maybe a catch or two. But I think Tyson Williams could be around that same number playing against the Detroit defense. So I am going to go with Tyson in that matchup. Okay. So thank you for your question blitz. All right. So we have, two rats, and a pony. Flex play Tyson, Marvin Jones, or Edmonds. Mmm, man. So, I really like Chase Edmonds this week. So, for me, it's between Marvin Jones and Chase Edmonds, because I have Chase Edmonds higher than I have Tyson Williams, because I think Chase Edmonds could could see a lot of Work in this game against Jacksonville, especially because I think they're going to be leading. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of carries, but I could see him getting little dump offs, and those are extensions of the run game, um, especially in PPR. Because you know, I'm assuming you're you're playing in PPR because you didn't you didn't say PPR, so I'm just going to assume PPR. Um, I am going to go. I'm going to go Edmonds. Uh I like Marvin Jones. I like Tyson, but I like Edmonds just a little bit better. I have Edmonds as my, let me see, number 18 uh, wide or running back for the week. So, you know, and I have Tyson at 21. So, you know, there's not a huge difference between those two guys, but I, I like Edmonds just a little bit more against Jacksonville. Uh, especially the way Jacksonville has been giving up, uh, you know, points to the running back position. It's been crazy. All right, so let's see here. We got... We'll go another 10 minutes. So let's get to the next question. We're going to go rapid fire, guys. Who would you rather start roster in PPR? Patrick, Devontae Parker, Mooney, or Gainwell? I am going to say Mooney. uh, Because he is getting the more targeted. Devontae Parker may not have his quarterback for a couple of weeks. And... Patrick, who knows what the hell we're going to get from him. Uh, you know, I know he got signed by the 49ers, but we don't know, you know, what his workload is going to be. So we'll have to see. That's a monitor, wait and see. Uh, and then Gainwell is getting a little bit more work, uh, you know, especially last week with Miles Sanders being a little banged up. And week one, he scores the touchdown. Um, but I like Mooney's constant, uh, you know, usage the past two, you know, two weeks of football. So I'm gonna go Mooney. All right. So uh, tie for Moore. Mm, I guess so. Tyson Williams for DJ Moore? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. There's no way. Uh DJ Moore. You probably didn't see the game the night before you you asked this question, so I'm gonna give you a pass on that one. But DJ Moore looked great last week too. Um, I'm not trading DJ Moore for Tyson. You know, Tyson Williams. It's just not happening. Oh, let's see here. All right. Should. hmm. All right. So this is a Chuba Hubbard question, but I like it. So. Should I drop Elijah Mitchell for Chuba Hubbard? Oh, if you. okay. so real quick. Uh, If you picked up Elijah Mitchell, you're not dropping him because you probably spent like a ridiculous amount of FAB money or your first waiver priority to get him. Um, So I would try to drop someone else because you obviously did that with the intention of Mitchell being a starting running back for you because you needed it or a trade piece. And if that's the case, then I would trade him and then try, you know, do a two for one deal. Give two to your players to try to get a better player to try to get somebody's one and then pick up Chuba something like that is kind of what I would do. Uh is Joe Mixon going to be an RB1 this season? I'm a little nervous after last week. Don't be nervous. Joe Mixon is getting an insane amount of touches throughout the first two weeks. The one thing you can say is that you're worried about the injury history with Joe Mixon, but touch-wise, there's nothing to be afraid of. This dude is going to be a 350-touch player, and if he stays healthy, and I want 350-touch players, period. All right. Uh, Let's see here. So, should I be worried about Gibson? If so, what is a good trade for Gibson? Gibson. Okay. So, if I am trading Antonio Gibson. Man, if I am trading Antonio Gibson, I feel like you have to get like a David Montgomery plus something else, maybe like a maybe like a David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin or David Montgomery, James White. Or, you know, if you wanted to go a wide receiver, uh, you know, maybe do a David Montgomery and a Kenny Galladay, who I think is going to start turning his season around, uh, starting this week or, you know, something like that. Like a, a, a wide receiver that could end up being in the top 24 that is having a really bad start to the season. Um, so I would definitely try to do that. <laughs> I think, I definitely think you can get that off because I think there's going to be enough people that are super high on Gibson still, and I am I'm also one of those people. I think Gibson is is fine. I think you sh- you should probably keep Gibson, but if you are hell bent set on trading him, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a two for one deal, where you know I take a small downgrade at at running back, you know a medium downgrade at running back, and get a better wide receiver to help my team especially if you're like an O and two team or something like that and you're looking to get more pieces because you know injuries have hurt your whatever the case may be like a lot of people are nervous about aj brown maybe you can get you know aj brown and in, in another running back for antonio gibson and, and i think people would definitely do that that's that's something i would try try definitely uh let's see here Tannehill or bridgewater this week Mm. All right, so I have Tannehill higher this week. I could see Bridgewater having a better game, definitely, without a doubt. Um, But that's not the way I'm going to go this week. I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill because I have Bridgewater at like 16, 17. And I have, you know, Tannehill, I already told you guys, at 12. So, you know, I'm going to go Tannehill. TJ Hawkinson or Allen Robinson? Oof. That is much closer. Damn, I wish that wasn't closer. I really wish that wasn't closer i okay, so this is what I'm going to say <clears throat> man this is this is uh damn this is a good one <laughs> all right, I am going to go with the upside of Justin Fields having an awesome debut um. So I am going to go Robinson. I like TJ Hawkinson a lot this week, but it just doesn't have the upside of Allen Robinson. Like Allen Robinson could be 120 yards and a touchdown or two as where I think Hawkinson is probably around a 50 to 80 yard guy and a possible touchdown. Um, You know, the, the, the ability to have a blow up game is definitely with Allen Robinson so, I you know, I think Allen Robinson was a was a dropped pass away from being having, you know, basically 100 yards in a touchdown. Last, well, I guess it probably would have been closer to like 80 yards in a touchdown last week cuz he actually dropped two passes. Um so well, actually, one was overthrown, the other one was a drop. So he had Two passes that if he had not been overthrown and if he had not dropped the ball, he probably would have been over a hundred yards actually and a touchdown. So the possibility of Allen Robinson is way higher than, than, uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson. And I like Hawk. I think Hawk is an awesome player. You know what I mean? And I don't want to take anything away from what we've seen from TJ Hawkinson this year, because Hawkinson has been the man. (laughs) Like, He has been everything I thought he would be and more. I had him as my number four wide receiver, and, you know, I I really like him. But I like Allen Robinson's upside just a little bit better. Although Baltimore has been terrible against tight ends. So if you want the safe play, that's what I'll say. If you want the safe play, it's TJ Hawkinson. Because I think TJ Hawkinson is very safe against Baltimore, as bad as they've been against tight ends. But if you want the boom play, the guy that could just have a very good game with, you know, his quarterback being brand new and we've never seen Allen Robinson with a quarterback that can throw the ball like Justin Fields can. um, I would go the upside of Allen Robinson if you need a big game. Okay, that's the way I'll answer that one. Sterling Sheperson. Oh, my God. Sterling Shepard or Justin Jefferson. Are we really asking this, guys? Like, there's no way I'm starting Sterling Shepard over Justin Jefferson, okay? Just don't do it to yourself, please. You know, if you want to start Sterling Shepard, he is a flex play. They're not even the same stratosphere of my rankings. Like, I'm not even kidding. I I have Justin Jefferson as, like, my number... I don't know. Eight, nine wide receiver for this week. And I have Sterling Shepard like 26 just outside wide receiver two. So, yeah, that's not even a question for me. It's, it's Justin Jefferson all day. Uh, I need a streaming defense bad. Who am I streaming this week? Arizona. Boom, there it is. Arizona Cardinals, if they are available for you, that's who you're streaming this week. Uh, There's another Robbie Anderson droppable. Okay, I need to drop one. Sermon, Ayuk, Jacoby, or McKissick for Michael Carter or just stick with who I got. (sighs) All right, so... Michael Carter is not going to be, I don't think just yet because Ty Johnson looked very good last week. So I definitely think it's going to be a committee. Michael Carter is definitely going to get work more than Trey Sermon and Brandon Iucra at this point, because we don't know what the hell doghouse they're in. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, Jacoby Myers. I really like, I think Jacoby Myers is just, it been put in situations where game scripts have not worked in his favor. He played against the Miami Dolphins in, in week, you know, week one, where the Miami Dolphins secondary is amazing. Last week against the Jets, they didn't need to throw the ball a whole lot because they were, you know, they were getting picks all over the field. They just had the ball, and they only needed to score a couple of points and, and control the clock, uh, and they had that game in hand. So, I like Jacoby. I think in games where he's they're gonna need to throw the ball more, Jacoby will be a lot more used, so I'm definitely doing that um Mckissick I like Mckissick in certain game scripts. I'm not going to get rid of him you know i think I definitely think his role is defined in games where they're going to need to be in comeback mode. So if you look at the schedule and you see some comeback mode games, hence the bills this week, nine and a half point favorites, you know, McKissick could definitely see some touches and work this week. So I'm not going to do that. If you are absolutely hell bent sent on dropping somebody for, for Michael Carter, it probably for me would be Trey Sermon, just because he get, you know, he really was not involved last week at all. He had the one touch and got concussed and was out of the game. Uh, I know the injuries there are are crazy right now, but he's one of those injuries and we don't know if he's gonna be available this week. I, I would wait to see if he's gonna be available this week because he could get some work this week with Elijah Mitchell's shoulder. You know, if he's clear from the concussion protocol and ready to go, he could definitely see some work this week. So I would not give up on Sermon. I would not give up I really would just keep what you got, you know what I mean, and and not worry about Michael Carter right now because if he's still available then you know waiver wire waivers was, was yesterday so if he's still available for you today you asked this question this morning so if he's still available for you he probably is going to be available for you for the next couple of days and i would wait to see what's going on naji harris or calvin ridley calvin ridley easy um let's see here Um, all right. So Jax Jags says Mike Williams or Juju for Mike Williams and Juju for Metcalf. Dude, if you can get that off, do that all day. If you can trade those two players and get Metcalf, hell yeah. What? No doubt. Definitely. Woods and Kareem for Metcalf. Yes, definitely do that too. If you can get that off, do it half PPR with two flex spots. It's between Swift, Higgins, Harris, Ayuk, and both Denver running backs. All right, so you need two flex spots and it's between Swift, Higgins, Harris, Ayuk, you're not playing Ayuk. Uh and the Denver running backs. Oh, uh, the Denver running backs. I wish one of them would just take control of the backfield. That would be this that way this question would be a whole lot easier. Um but honestly, I, looking at it, I'm probably going Swift and Higgins. Um, you know, I think Swift is going to catch a lot of balls this week. Uh, he was just the much better running back last week of the two guys, and neither one of them got saw a whole lot of work. But towards the end of the game, he was definitely on the field a whole lot more um, than Williams was. So I'm hoping that becomes a a, a trend or, you know, them seeing that Swift is just a better running back and he starts to get a little bit more touches, but it's very close between Swift, Higgins, and Harris. Um, If you like Harris better than you like Higgins, then I would do Swift and Harris. If you like Higgins better than you like, you know, Harris, then I would do Swift and Higgins. Uh, But Swift is going to be in my lineup because I think Swift could be a top 15 guy every single week. So, you know, I like Swift uh, as a running back. So, You know, it's between Higgins and Harris for me, whichever guy you like there. Uh, If one of the Denver running backs was getting the predominant touches, I would definitely say one of those guys, but they're splitting directly in half. Uh, But this could be a good week for both of them. So, you know, going up against the Jets team, you know, but I'm going to go with, you know, those three guys. So whichever one of those, those you like. Alright, this is gonna be our last question, guys. We got Giseki Doyle Everett Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram in PPR. Oh boy, oh boy. So this is a rough tight end group that you have going on here, bro. Uh I'll read them again. Gesecki, Doyle, Everett, Hunter Henry, or Evan Ingram. Oh man. Like, I have these guys ranked, but they are all outside of my top 12. If you go by my rankings, the answer here is going to be Mike Gusecki. But I don't love it. Um, This is rough. Man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, it's... Phew gasecki doyle everett hunter henry or evan ingram yeah evan ingram like if he does play this week this is gonna be his first week back i don't know what kind of target share he gets i need to see it before i just throw him into a lineup hunter henry going up against new england you know i mean going up against New England, going up against new orleans um i'm not super excited about mike gasecki just i'm not super excited about mike gasecki because just the way he's looked this year Uh, It looks like shit. I'm just not excited about any of these guys. I'll say it like this. I have Mike Gesecki ranked the highest, so I'm going to do that. But I think Gerald Everett has more upside, if that makes you feel better. So I would go Gesecki because I have him ranked the highest this week going to Las Vegas only because I think that could be a shootout. I think that could be a higher scoring game than people are expecting. But I think Everett is in also shootout situation. So, you know, either one of those guys, whoever you like better is who I would go with. All right, guys. So that is the podcast tonight. I appreciate you guys listening as always. We love you. We want you guys to like, share and get, you know, put the word out there. If you guys love this podcast and you love what we do here, you know, just throw us up on a, on a social media site and say, Hey, check these guys out. Love their podcasts, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, like I said, the other day, we are, me and Kev are going to talk about it this weekend. We're going to start doing some giveaways. So, you know, we'll talk about exactly what we want to do with the giveaways and what we're going to be giving away. But, um, you're definitely going to need to share, you're going to need to like, and you're going to need to subscribe to the podcast and prove that you are sharing it with, I don't know, three to five people. We'll figure it out, um, what we want to do, and you'll be in the running for some sports memorabilia because I got a shit ton of it because I have been collecting sports memorabilia since I was old enough to have a job. <laughs> so I got my—I had my first job when I was 15, so i I am very a big sports guy, so... You know, I got a lot of shit to get rid of. So, uh, you know, some some really cool cards, some, you know, signed baseball, some signed football, some, you know, all kinds of shit. I got all kinds of shit. All right, Chico Sports Family. Thanks for the listen. As always, we love you. Good luck to all of you this weekend in your fantasy football leagues. I hope we helped you guys out on Sunday. I don't know if Kev is going to be able to do it, but I am going live on YouTube. I will be going live on YouTube and on Facebook, Facebook Live, uh, to answer your guys' questions at around 11 a.m. So I'll be on from 11 a.m. till between 11:45 and 12:45 uh, or 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So. If you guys want to ask questions, that'll be the perfect opportunity to do it. I will answer all of your questions. You know, no matter how many you guys have, I will get to your question. I will answer it. Uh, you know, I'll give you a thorough breakdown the way I always do. And i tell you who I like. And you guys make your informed decision on who you want to play. And I hope you guys win this weekend. We love y'all. Peace out, family.